When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 857, How a Devastating Diagnosis Taught Me How to Really Live by Courtney Carver of bemorewithless.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who reads to you every single day of the year from blogs mostly to help you optimize your life. This is with permission from the authors and our websites, by the way. Today's author is Courtney Carver, who has a new book out called Soulful Simplicity. It dives into her diagnosis, which we'll hear about in today's episode, and a lot more. It's worth checking out, but for now, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. How a Devastating Diagnosis Taught Me How to Really Live by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com Do you remember where you were and what you were doing nine years ago? I do. I don't have an exceptional memory and it wasn't a special occasion, but my life changed with one phone call. I was sitting in my office cubicle trying to focus on work, but I was anxious about my recent spinal tap. I hadn't heard anything from my doctor, which I thought was probably good news. After my MRIs a few weeks earlier, I got a phone call insisting I come in right away, which I knew meant bad news. I finally stopped pushing paper around my desk and called the neurologist's office to see what was going on. Let's back up for a minute. In the spring of 2006, I was training for the MS150, a cycling event to raise funds for MS research. The owner of the company I worked for has multiple sclerosis and inspired me to raise money for the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. He was in a wheelchair and I was going to ride for him. Things were crazy busy at work and I wasn't feeling well. After coming home from a trip to Europe, what I thought was a little jet lag turned into a lot of vertigo. I'd experienced vertigo before, and I figured it was just some type of ear infection. My doctor thought the same thing. As the weeks progressed, I couldn't walk a straight line, let alone ride a bike. Along with vertigo came fatigue. One side of my face and my hands were tingling. None of these symptoms were brand new, but I had never had them all at once or this severe. Two months later, I still felt like I was stumbling out of a bar whenever I stood up. I had missed the bike ride and was diagnosed with MS. My diagnosis wasn't as tidy as the paragraphs you just heard. Instead of a few sentences, it was days and weeks of fatigue, vertigo, and uncertainty. It was MRIs with gadolinium contrast agents delivered via IV that made me want to throw up, eye tests, blood work, ultrasounds of my heart to rule out many strokes, balance, and neuro exams. And the cherry on top? A blood patch to stop the debilitating headache caused by the leaking fluid in my spinal cord after a lumbar puncture. By the time I called for my test results, I was vulnerable, scared, sick, and tired. Me. 
Hi, I'm calling for test results for my lumbar puncture. Them. Yes, we have them right here. You don't have MS. Me. Thank you so much. Them. I can't believe you didn't know. We got your results back last week. Me. That's not possible. My lumbar puncture was this week. Them, with a big painful pause. We'll call you back. After the pause, them. Hi, Courtney, sorry about that. You do have MS. Me. What? Thinking to myself, did you just diagnose me with MS over the phone? What should I do now? Them. Come pick up some marketing brochures and pick a drug. Me. Okay. Thinking, this is not okay. Nothing will ever be okay again. I left the cubicle and cried all the way home. I thought my life was over. I was afraid that MS would take over and ruin my health, my family, my work, and everything I cared about. And then, inch by inch, I changed my life. I changed what I ate, what I owned, what I owed, where I worked, and how I loved. I changed all of it. Today, nine years later, I am practically symptom-free. I haven't had a relapse in more than seven years, and recent MRIs show no new lesions or MS progression. I moved from powerless victim to the hero of my own story. I realized I have choices. I didn't choose MS, but I do choose what foods I put in my body, what treatments I take, who I spent time with, who is on my medical team, and how I view my life in the world. How a devastating diagnosis taught me how to really live. I didn't want MS, and I don't wish it on anyone else, but it has been a blessing in my life. One, dealing with the uncertainty of MS helped me to become more comfortable with uncertainty in other situations. I am more concerned with what's happening today versus what's happening next week or next year. Two, working through the fear of an unpredictable diagnosis reminded me that fear is only what I think and not what is. That gave me confidence to make big changes and take risks that I would have walked away from before. Three, ignoring the people who told me not to share my diagnosis with coworkers, my daughter, and other people taught me that showing up and being honest about who I am and what I'm going through isn't a sign of weakness. Honesty and vulnerability may repel some people, but it attracts the right people. Four, the unexpected diagnosis helped me to worry less as I realized that the things we worry about and stress over every day are typically not the things that actually happen. And five, my busy life may not have been the cause of MS, but I had overlooked the damage that chronic busyness was doing to my health and relationships for years. MS gave me permission to listen to my body and to create a life with time and space for what really matters to me. When you share your story, you open your heart and let people in. Being diagnosed with MS was a defining moment in my life that I will never forget, but MS does not define me. You'd never know I had it if I didn't tell you. So why tell the story? In 2010, I wrote an article for the Zen Habits blog. Later that week, I got an email from a woman who was diagnosed with MS the same day she read my story. She said my words gave her hope and made her a little less scared. Thousands of people read my story, but I wrote it for her. We met in her hometown a few months later, and I knew she was why I shared my story. I often skim over my diagnosis here because this blog isn't really about MS. Then again, it's not about living with less either. I write about decluttering, paying off debt, and living more simply, but those are just little chapters in a bigger book about love, connection, 
light and living, really living. In Daring Greatly, Brene Brown says, quote, we either own our stories, even the messy ones, or we stand outside of them, denying our vulnerabilities and imperfections, orphaning the parts of us that don't fit in with who or what we think we're supposed to be, and hustling for other people's approval of our worthiness, unquote. Let's use our stories, even the messy ones, to help each other. Think about the defining moments, big and small, in your life and share them. The stories you share will inspire others, give them hope, and help people connect with you in ways you can't imagine. You just listened to the post titled How a Devastating Diagnosis Taught Me How to Really Live by Corny Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com. Thank you for listening and being here. Again, you can check out Courtney Carver's book, Soulful Simplicity. You can find that on her site or Amazon. Have a great rest of your day and start to your new week. And I'll be back tomorrow, so I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.